Welcome to the Miami Church Podcast. My name is Crystal Guayco, and I will be your host for today. If you want more information about Miami Church or would love to get connected, email us at hello at mammychurch.com. Without further ado, here's the message. Enjoy! Well, we're in part three of a message series that we've entitled Talking to God. And today, I'm just going to start with a warning for you and for me. See, we may not actually like this prayer. We may actually even refuse to pray it. Because the prayer that we're looking at today, it's not safe. It's not easy. It's not benign. It's not even expected. It, it doesn't always feel good. It, it's just not safe. I mean, the prayer that we're going to look at today, it's just not consistent with the God should make my life easy version of Christianity. The, the version we find here in, in the West that says things like, well, God just bless me and God keep me safe and God help me have a good day. See, the prayer we're going to look at today, it, it, it's, it's, it's not the, hey, I just don't want to be inconvenienced or interrupted kind of prayer, right? The kind of prayer that says, hey, just no trouble today. The kind of prayer that says, well, just give me a hassle-free, zit-free day. Hey, good food, green lights, great weather, close parking, and well-behaved kids. The prayer we're looking at today just doesn't align with those kind of prayers. Now, let's just all get on the same page. What is it that we know? Prayer is sacred communication. It's the language of longing. It's a divine dialogue between you, between you and God, between the God, the creator of all things, the one and only true God, the God who calls himself your heavenly father. And so when you pray, God actually is listening. He, he hears you. And not only is he listening and does he hear you, he actually cares. He cares about what you have to say. He actually cares about the things that you carry in your heart that no one else knows about. See, if it bothers you, it bothers him. Now, last week in part two, we, we talked about that God is near and that he longs to hear from you and Better than that even, he's speaking. He, he wants to speak to you. He's a present God, a personal God, a communicating God. And God longs to communicate with you and with me the same way you would sit across from a loved one and enjoy a life-giving, intimate conversation. Thus, your prayers matter. Like how you pray, it matters. What you pray matters. Your prayers move God. In fact, the writer of Hebrews, he was writing to the uh, first century followers of Jesus, and he said this, Hebrews chapter 4, 16, he says, So let us boldly approach God's throne of grace. Then we will receive mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need us. Look, let us. Those of us who are followers of Jesus, those of us who've been baptized into Jesus, he's, he says, let us approach or come or draw near. How? Boldly. 
There's no hesitation. There's no timidity here. This is a, a boldly, this is coming with confidence. This is coming with, with trust. This is coming with faith. He says, we can boldly approach God, the creator God, the one and only true God, our heavenly father, the God of grace, the God of life. He says, we can boldly approach with confidence and assurance so that then, when we do that, the result is that, that we receive, we are showered with mercy and we find grace that helps us in our time of need. He's saying, hey, because of Jesus and his sacrifice on our behalf, because Jesus paved the way and made a bridge, we can boldly, we can boldly come before God. And then we receive what? Mercy. And we find grace to help us in our time of need. This is the essence of prayer, the essence of what it means to pray. Now, I, I want us to look today at a prayer, and, and we're going to dive into it. Now, again, a, a warning, this is a challenging prayer, and it's a, it's a prayer that has the potential to, to change, to redirect, to deepen your Life And the prayer comes from a poet, a, a guy named David, and it's found in Psalms, Psalms 139, 23, and 24. And here's the prayer. Search me, God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Now, pause here. Not only is this prayer difficult to pray, it's probably even more challenging to apply, to live out. Because if you look closely, right, if you have actually the courage to pray this prayer, then you'll need to exercise the courage to live out what God shows you in reply. So don't pray it if you don't mean it. Be forewarned. This prayer has the potential to convict you and me, to correct us, to redirect our lives, to change the way that we see ourselves, to change the way that we see others. Let's just break this down for a minute. The first part says this, search me, God, and know my heart. Search me, God, and know my heart. You know, last week, uh, I, I couldn't find my phone. Our family is ready to leave. We're going to a family brunch, and I can't find my phone. And, all, and the whole family's getting in the car. And so I'm like, hey, all right, all right. Everyone stop what you're doing. Go through the house. Look everywhere. No stone unturned. We've got to find my phone so we can go. And this is the prayer, the plea here in Psalms 139. He says, search me. Look around. Poke around. No stone unturned. Look everywhere. Search me. Search my heart. Search my mind. Search my desires, my longings, my thoughts, my emotions. Search me. What is it that you see? Well, what's in there? What's happening? What's going on? How's my heart? He says, search me, God, and know my heart. Now, we know this word heart here refers to the idea of our core, right? Our, our being. It's this idea of the central or innermost part of you, right? The inside, the, the core. It could almost be synonymous with the idea of soul, right? And, and here's the scary thing, the troubling thing about 
this prayer. On the surface, it seems like we would know our own hearts, right? Like, oh, I know, I know my heart, right? I know my motives. I know what's most important. I know why I do what I do. It's almost like you want to say, like, I mean, come on, man. I have a good heart. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I want to do what's right. My heart is good. I'm praying, aren't I? <laughs> Jeremiah, who was a, a prophet uh, thousands of years ago, he said this in Jeremiah 17, 9. He says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? He says, my heart, Greg, he says, your heart is deceitful. My heart deceives me. It's about self. It's obsessed with what I want. You know, earlier this week, my wife and I were meeting with a school counselor about our kids. And as we're talking about our kids, the counselor looks at us and says, well, well, who do they get that from? Well, it was clearly me. But in that moment, on the spot, my default reaction was to find myself dodging. I found myself rationalizing. I found myself actually trying to shut down the counselor. And the painful truth of fun reflection is that my heart, my heart deceives me. I mean, let me ask you, how often do you lie? If you answer, well, not that often or never, you're probably lying right now. In fact, there's research on this that says most people tell multiple lies every day, right? Things like this. Well, well I just don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Or, or hey, I want to make myself look good, so, so I exaggerate uh, just, just a little bit, but I exaggerate. And the most common lies that we tell are the ones that we tell ourselves. Like, well, I mean, I don't eat that much. Well, I don't have a, an anger problem. See, the reality is we all rationalize because no one wants to face the ugly truth that they drink too much, that they think about things that they'd be ashamed for anyone else to know, that they laugh at others' mistakes. See, it's easy to rationalize. Well, no, I'm, I'm not materialistic. I just like nice things. Or, or I don't have a problem. This is just my one thing I do to cope. But David prays. Search me. Go What's going on inside of me? What's happening at my core, in my heart? Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Then look at the next part. He says this. He says, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Are, are any of you familiar with the, the stress test? You know what the stress test is? This is a, it's a cardiac deal. It's like a heart stress test, right? And the idea this, is that, that you go, the, the idea of the stress test is they're trying to make the heart pump harder and faster. And so you go in to a controlled environment, and usually it's on a treadmill or maybe a stationary bike, and the healthcare professor, uh, professionals, as, as they increase it, right, they're measuring your blood pressure, your heart rate, your oxygen, how you're heart is working. But what's the key? What's the point? They're trying to see how well does your heart respond during times when it's working its hardest. Now look at the prayer. <laughs> this is nuts. He says, try me, put me to the test. I mean, this, this is scary hard. 
praying to God, hey God, put me under a stress test. Put me under pressure. How is it do I respond under pressure? When I'm under pressure, what is it that leaks out? Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Put me under pressure and see where the anxiety comes out. I mean, what is it that makes you anxious? What is it that makes you unsettled? Or, or maybe here's an answer, a question. What keeps you up at night? What's that thing that ricochets in your mind and refuses to be quieted? Is it about losing your job, not getting married, or maybe being stuck in a bad marriage, or having your health fail, or draining your savings account? See, he says, know my anxious thoughts. I mean, are you willing to pray such a prayer? Heavenly Father, Reveal what holds my mind hostage. Show me what I fear the most. Go ahead. Help me face what terrifies me. Do you know why this matters? Do you know why what we fear matters? See, what we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. I mean, what about you? What are the areas you're clinging to while, while allowing them to terrify you? What Fears are you withholding from God. See, if you're gripped with fear about the future of your marriage, there's an indication that you don't completely trust God with your marriage. If you're overwhelmed with worry about how you're going to pay the bills of the first of the month, that reveals that you may not be trusting God to be your provider. If you're paralyzed with worry about the safety of your children, could it be that you aren't trusting God to keep them safe? See, here's a key idea. Your greatest fear may be may point you to the best chance, your best chance at making a difference in the world. See, our fears show us where we're relying on our own efforts and not trusting, not having faith in Jesus. The pathway to your greatest potential is often straight through your greatest fear. Pathway. Your greatest potential is often straight through your greatest fear. <laughs> but, but faith, faith doesn't mean that you don't get afraid. Faith means that you don't let fear stop you. And so he prays, test me. Know my anxious thoughts. This is a, this is a crazy prayer. Put me under stress. Let my anxiety, let my fear, let it come to the surface and let's face it and let's name it and show me the opportunity in my fear, in my weakness. Maybe, God, this is my greatest opportunity to make a lasting impact. Now, think about this. Who, who has the greatest chance to help an addict? Or who has the best chance at helping an alcoholic or, or someone who's, who's uh, covered in debt or struggling in their marriage or dealing with different challenges? See, me? Man, if there's a couple who's lost a baby, oh, man, I can help. I've been there. I can feel it, right? And many times in our greatest fear and in our greatest pain is where we have the most potential. And so he says, test me and know my anxious thoughts. And now it's getting even more intense. The next line says this, and see if there be any grievous way in me. See if there be any offensive 
or wicked or even the word sinful way in me. Heavenly Father, what am I doing that grieves your heart? Show me if I'm doing anything that offends or hurts you and your heart. Friends, this is crazy. This is dangerous. This is not easy because, because we're all so good at rationalizing our behavior. I have a PhD in this. See, see, I judge you based on your actions, but I judge me based on my intentions. See, I'm really good at accusing others, and I'm equally good at excusing myself. I can point out your faults, uh, but I have a perfectly good explanation why what I am doing is okay. See, it's, this is hard to see in the mirror. And here's three things you should consider when you're praying this prayer. Is there anything grievous? Is there anything offensive in me? Number one is, what are others trying to tell me? <laughs> I mean, is there any area of your life, your habits, your relationships, your actions, that others have suggested you need to change? Is there some area of your life that is challenged by others? Have loved ones expressed concern for you or asked you to consider getting help? I mean, here's a key principle. I don't like it, but it's, a, it's true. If more than two people that you love and trust, key, suggest that you have a problem, you should recognize that you have a problem and deal with it immediately. Well, you play video games too much. You drink too much. You're addicted to your device. You're always on your device. What are others trying to tell me? <laughs> See, I need to swallow my pride and pay attention. Number two, what have I rationalized for some time? I mean, is there something in your life that is wrong, but you continue to ignore God's gracious warning signals? I mean, consider. I mean, I'm really good at this. What have you rationalized? Is there any area in your life about which others have expressed concern, right? And you've defended yourself like, oh, man, it's no big deal. I can handle it. It's just one drink. I, it's just how I cope. Besides, I'm not hurting anyone anyway. It's my life. Who are you to judge me? I don't have a problem. I'm fine. You keep to your business and leave me alone. What have I rationalized for some time? And the third one, I'm really good at this one. Where am I most defensive? Ugh. See, I'm learning, I'm painfully learning, slowly learning that when I am defensive, that's an indication that I need to pay close attention to myself. When, when my immediate response is to bark back or to defend myself or to push back, I, I need to pause and heed the warning. I, I gave you a warning. I told you that this prayer is crazy. It's dangerous. It's life-altering. This is a world-changing prayer. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me, put me under pressure and know my anxious thoughts and see if there's anything in me that grieves you or offends you and lead me in the way everlasting. Search my heart, reveal, bring to the surface my fears and anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me, guide me, direct me to become who you created me to be who you called me to be, with a different perspective, living for a different purpose, seeing the world a different 
way. Lead me to the abundant life you've called me to lead. Here's the prayer. Search me, God, know my heart. Test me, know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any offensive way. And then lead me. Lead me to the life you've called me to lead. The way everlasting. The way that's be above and beyond what I can even see and feel. See the challenge this week. Write it down. Write it down. Put it someplace you're going to see it. First thing in the morning. On your mirror. On top of your phone. Somewhere you're going to see it. And then begin to pray the prayer. There's four parts to the prayer. Search my heart. Dig around. Look. Search my heart. What's going on in there? What's going on? Reveal my anxious thoughts. Reveal my fears. Surface them so that we can face it and name it. And I believe that in those fears, in that anxiety, in those anxious thoughts, lies my greatest potential. And then uncover, uncover things, uncover behaviors and, and attitudes and thoughts that grieve your heart. Uncover things inside of me that are offensive to you and offensive to the way of Jesus. Uncover those and then lead me, transform me, change me, lead me, direct me, guide me to become the woman, to become the man that you created me to be. Help me to quit being distracted or sidetracked or settled for a lesser version of what you've called me to live. Lead me in the way everlasting. Friends, let's pray this prayer together this week. Search me, O oh God. Know my heart. Test me. Try me. Know my anxious thoughts and my fears. See if there is just anything inside of me Anything that grieves you or offends you, God, and direct me, guide me, lead me to something bigger and grander beyond what I can ever dream or imagine, a way that's everlasting, that outlives my earthly temporal life. Lead me in the way everlasting. And God, this is all possible because of you and your gospel and your good news that Jesus loves me despite my flaws, despite my weaknesses, despite... Oh, all my sins. And he, he pursues me and he invites me into a relationship with him. And he takes all my junk and all my sin and all my shame on him so that I can be in a real and authentic relationship with you and I can talk directly to you. Not because of me and what, how good I am or what I've done, God, but because of Jesus. And so I come before you humbly and thank you for what you're doing in this church and in this community, in this great city. And so, God, continue to pour your favor on us, but help us to be women and men who are transformed by the mighty power of Jesus, God, so that we can shine a light, that we can be, uh, that we can be salt, that, that we can share your great love and mercy. So we boldly come before you, God in this time of need. And we pray this only because of Jesus. And it's his name we do pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. We would love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email at hello at miamichurch.com. 
Also, be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss out on any future conversations. I hope our time together inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey.